Hey everybody, welcome to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about the delicious, certified, gluten-free breads, bagels, English muffins, and other baked goods that are made right here in Johnstown, Colorado. Canyon Bakehouse's gluten, dairy, nut, and soy-free products make it easy for families to enjoy the taste and texture of fresh bread so everyone can love bread again. Find them at any major grocery store in the freezer or fresh bread aisle, or purchase online and visit canyonglutenfree.com to grab a coupon. On the high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three, it's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores, J.D. Page. Boy, Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low, Hornung, dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10, here's Van Pelt. He's at the five, touchdown Colorado State. What's up, guys? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Uh, college basketball is back. It's it's the best time of the year. I'm super, super stoked about it. Uh, CSU men's basketball opens the regular season tonight, Tuesday, uh, November 5th. They host the University of Denver. So fun in-state matchup to kick off the regular season. The Rams beat Western Colorado in their exhibition over the weekend. Um, pretty impressive showing altogether in that exhibition. I thought the young guys in particular really showed out. The depth was a positive sign for the first time in years. Uh, this is a team that's definitely going to go like 10 deep, maybe even 11, which is just going to be good. I mean, Medved talked about it post game. Way too many guys had to play too many minutes last year. Uh, Carvacho, Really, even the freshmen, Moore and Thistlewood, they had to play too many minutes. Uh, so I just think it's going to be a much more even distribution this time around. So we're going to talk about that DU game in depth. But before we do that, I want to briefly jump through the various sports and just kind of give you a roundup of what's been going on. I'm going to briefly talk about the football game against UNLV and a few other things. So we'll just jump right into it with that a huge congrats to bill hempen he was named the mountain west coach of the year uh csu soccer went 12 5 and 1 this year by far their best season ever qualified for the mountain west tournament they actually take on fresno state today at 11 a.m um by the time you're listening to this podcast that match probably will have already taken place but the rams are hot who knows what can happen? They've definitely been on a tear of late. Boise State, the only team that really 
I was able to beat them over the last month and a half. So really just impressive uh, what they've been able to do this season. Hempen is a good dude. Um, just just exciting times, you know. So if you have the opportunity, that match is streamable on the Mountain West Network. Um, along with Hempen, though, six players received recognition from the league, four all-conference selections, um, sophomore transfer Gracie Armstrong, captains uh, Hallie Havlicek and Kaylee Lordeman, and then sophomore Gabby McDonald. All four of them were named to the Mountain West All-First Team. Really, really impressive transfer. Kristen Noonan was CSU's leading scorer with six goals. She made the all-newcomer team. And then uh, Armstrong earned herself some postseason recognition. She made the all-newcomer team as well. Uh, All that information courtesy of CSU Athletics, so shout out to them. And big congrats to Hempen, all the players that earned the recognition. Really exciting season. Hopefully they're able to make a little bit of noise in the Mountain West Tournament, but we'll definitely talk about what happens in each of those matches, depending on how long they end up going. CSU Volleyball did not play over the weekend, but they most recently beat Air Force on Halloween. Currently on a 21-game winning streak. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, every week they have someone make the all-defensive team or... Uh, or excuse me, get named like all the defensive player of the week for the Mountain West or the offensive player of the week. Just so impressive. So, so impressive what Tom Hilbert has been able to accomplish on a yearly basis in this team. Probably the best of anyone over the last five or six years. Really dangerous, depending on how the RPI ends up playing out. They make it to host in the NCAA tournament. That would be a big boost. Obviously, you get a nice home crowd and just get the you know get the energy bump in. CSU has such a great volleyball atmosphere compared to so many schools, and it's just cool to see this team continue to just run through the Mountain West. I mean, most matches they sweep. Every now and then, someone will take a set or two, but they're just so dominant, and it, it's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, men's golf continuing to play. Really, really strong golf right now. They're leading the opening round of the St. Mary's Invitational. Uh, as of Monday, they had a nine-shot lead. Um, that, this tournament being played at Poppy Hills Golf Club in Pebble Beach, California. CSU currently ranked number 20, according to Golf Stat. Just really just consistent. They lead number six, BYU. Number 14, Arizona. Number 17, Oregon State. Uh, New Mexico, those are the top five teams. So number 20 CSU putting on, uh, showing out in front of a lot of highly ranked teams. If they're able to keep this up in the tournament, probably going to shoot up the rankings a few spots because nine-stroke lead over the number six team in the country, really impressive. Uh, CSU football, obviously another big weekend. Rams on a three-game winning streak. Feels good to say that. First time since 2017 that they've done that. Uh, They have a chance to play in a bowl game. I mean, it's going to be a difficult, difficult road, and we're going to talk about it at length over the next two weeks. But Air Force, Wyoming, Boise State, crazier things have happened. I mean, you got to go 2-1. and If you had to go 3-0, and I'd be a little more skeptical, but it's possible. We'll see. Obviously, all three of these teams are really good, but 
Wyoming just lost their quarterback, Sean Chambers. That changes things a little bit. Tyler Vanderwall, probably a better thrower of the football than Chambers. Uh, but Chambers is just like the leader of that team. Phenomenal athlete, really hard to bring down. I think not having him out there favors CSU. But that game's going to be in Laramie. Friday night, it's going to be cold. Hopefully there's no weather. Uh, but it's just going to be intense. You know, the Pogues fans will show up in in masses to, you know, jeer their favorite opponent. So big, big stage set for the border war in Laramie. And then depending on how this Air Force game ends up playing out after the bye week, um, you know, we'll know more about the rest of the season. That Air Force time is going to be a 5 p.m. kickoff, which is great. I think a lot of us, <laughs> I tweeted after the win over UNLV that I anticipated it would end up being like an 8.30 kickoff because that seems to always happen to CSU, but they got a primetime slot on ESPN2, so clearly there's some interest in this Falcons-Rams matchup, and there should be. I mean, CSU's hot. Air Force, one of the best teams in the league. I honestly think if Air Force would play Boise State now, they could probably beat them, but I mean, you know, they're beatable. They, they, they've been held in check multiple times this season. Actually, both times they faced the service academy teams. They were able to really step up and slow down that option offense. Obviously, there's a lot of intensity in those games, and the stakes are high for the academy teams. They always want to beat each other. It's, it's a really big deal. I mean, those Army and Navy games mean significantly more to Air Force than CSU does, but I still think there's a little bit of a chip on their shoulder with Air Force when it comes to CSU, particularly because Air Force is such a successful team. And I mean, that over the last decade, like Air Force has been the, probably the best, uh, most consistent program in the state and that that's more than CU and CSU. So the fact that they don't get any recognition for that, I think it, deep down it bothers them a little bit. So you know they're going to want to win this game, especially on the road. They're going to want to come into Fort Collins, beat CSU in front of their home fans. And, you know, CSU, they really need the win. Uh, if they're able to increase their winning streak to four games going into that Wyoming game, they're really going to be confident. And I just think confidence is a big thing with a, with a football team. I think it can really propel them to maybe play better than they're normally capable of or at least normally consistently capable of but this team is figuring some things out Patrick O'Brien looked really good Warren Jackson continues to be the best wide receiver in the Mountain West maybe the best non-power five wide receiver in the country honestly at this point I'm comfortable in saying he's just one of the best wide receivers in college football period dude is just a stud so a lot of exciting things happening with CSU football will be interesting to see how this whole season plays out. I think if Mike Bobo ends up turning this whole thing around, he's going to be kind of a legend, to be honest. I mean, if he were, if he won out after everything that happened to end on a six-game winning streak and beat all of those rivals, I mean, that that's like movie script type stuff. Pretty, pretty long shot, pretty big long shot for, for that to happen. But you never know. This is why you play the games. I'm excited to see. I think they have a chance in every game remaining. And if they play to their capabilities, then who knows? We'll we'll see how it plays out. So 
don't don't give up quite yet. There's there's still a lot of reasons to follow this team through the end of through the end of the year. Also, exciting things happening for CSU football in the future. A couple of pickups over the weekend on the recruiting side. The Rams added a verbal from defensive tackle James Mitchell. He is six foot one, two hundred and seventy pounds, a defensive tackle out of Duncanville, Texas. Uh, as someone pointed out on Twitter, he uh, Duncanville last produced Michael Sisson, former CSU pass rushing great. The thing about defensive tackle, it might be the single h- hardest position to recruit, especially for G5 programs. Uh, P5 teams scoop them up and just really kind of stockpile them. Schools like Alabama and Georgia, Texas, all these big programs. They sign these guys in mass because they're so hard to hard to predict. So when you can get somebody with legitimate size coming out of high school, it's it's always intriguing. Mitchell had offers from Arkansas, CU, Michigan State, Minnesota, Vanderbilt, uh, UCF, all kinds of schools around the country. So that's a really big pickup. Hopefully he ends up sticking. We got the early signing period coming up in December, but you just never know. A verbal commitment in 2019 is not what a verbal commitment was, you know, 20, 25 years ago. It it really doesn't mean a whole lot. It pretty much just means this is the team that I'm favoring right now. Uh, but all these players, you know, they put everything out on social media and they just, you know, it's a whole circus process. I'm not super into the how this whole recruiting thing works, but it's just how it goes nowadays. I just think it's really hard to forecast. So it seems silly to talk about it all the time. I mean, you got to follow it and and be interested, but it's just hard to tell with these kids because they they flip from school to school. But if if they can land this guy, it would be a significant addition to the defensive line, which honestly has played pretty well over the last couple of weeks for CSU and over the last two years, I'd say. I think defensive line was probably the best position, especially at the end of last season, even when things were going tough. Keith Gilmore deserves a lot of credit for what he's done with all the development. Uh, the Rams also picked up their first quarterback in three years. Uh, well, I mean, you know, he hasn't signed yet, but they got a verbal from Griffin Brewster, six foot two, two hundred and five pro style quarterback. Uh, he has offers from Louisville, Oklahoma State, <laughs> Oklahoma State. Got tongue tied there. Um, Rams with the second pickup from the state of Georgia. Mike Bobo staying true to his ties. Uh, he would have had more offers, but had a knee injury. Eddie Hers of the Loveland Reporter Herald actually had an interview with him. Go check that out if you didn't read it. Uh, as it currently stands for the 2020 cycle, CSU has seven verbal commitments, two from Colorado, two from Texas, two from Georgia, and one from North Carolina. Rams hitting the big spots. I imagine they'll get, you know, a couple of California kids, maybe a Florida kid or two. But, you know, Colorado, Texas, Georgia, those are probably their three strongest states at this point along with a couple of the other states in the south just because of all the ties that the staff has in that region um but we're going to jump into csu men's basketball now and i'm going to talk about this du team really they struggled a lot last year when you look at the numbers it was kind of crazy to see how bad the pioneers really were last year but you know it's a new day they got rodney billups who i like a lot as their head coach Uh, So excited to talk about that game, excited to watch that game tonight. But first, we are going to take a second to hear from our partners. 
Today is the day, November 5th, opening day celebration, Never Summer with Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, This is taking place at Punchbowl Social in Denver from 6 to 11 p.m. It's going to be a lot of fun. The gym doctors are going to be crushing your favorite 90s hits. You can get a chance to go backstage, hang out with them, maybe get some selfies. Uh, They're going to have live band 90s karaoke They're giving away an all-series mountain snowboard designed by Jamie Molina. There are chances to win an epic pass for the season, all kinds of ski stuff. Obviously, there's going to be just so much delicious beer. You're not going to want to miss out on this, I know. Uh, A lot of people are going to be at the CSU basketball game, but if you can't make it to the CSU hoops game, might as well go give yourself a chance to win a free ski pass. Who doesn't want a free ski pass? Uh, It's going to be a great time. Definitely recommend that you check it out. Shout out to our friends at Breckenridge Brewery. All right. 15 minutes into the podcast, let's talk about what the title of this podcast is actually going to be. CSU basketball opens the season uh, against the Denver Pioneers. So stoked. We went over this in the beginning. Not going to ramble any more about that, but I think this is a good home opener for CSU. It's a winnable game against a team that I think will be better than they were a year ago. Uh, the Rodney Phillips-led Pioneers finished 8-22 and overall last season, went 3-13 and in the Summit League, ultimately finished ninth. Um, not a lot went well for this team. They had the 262nd ranked offense per game, What's worse, they had the 310th ranked defense, allowed 77.3 points per game. That's a whole lot for college basketball, uh, nearly 40 points a half. Um, Really, really just, I mean, if you look at their simple rating system, which is a really nifty uh, little trick that they have on college basketball reference, love that site, can get all kinds of cool stuff on there uh, about every different team. Uh, What it does is it takes into account the average point differential and the strength of schedule for each team. Uh, The rating is denominated in points above uh, divided by below average, and the the average is zero. Well, DU was negative 11.84, so average was zero. Their SRS rating for last season, negative 11.84. This was 313th of 353 teams. So really, really bad. What this means is they were a bad team, they played against bad teams, and even so, they were they were even worse. They played a bad schedule, and they were bad themselves. Um, yeah, I mean, basically, that's, that's the simplest way to put it. Had the a defensive rating of 111.5, which ranked 342nd of three... 153 teams. I mean, you don't need to know a lot about the metrics. All you need to know is the fact that of 353 teams in the defensive rating, they were 342nd. Awful defensively. CSU, actually a pretty good offensive team last year, and I think they're going to be even better this year. So that's something you are going to want to take advantage. But here are a few things that stand out to me about the Pioneers. First and foremost, it's an extremely young roster. They only have one senior, that's guard Aid Murky. He was the second leading scorer last season, a guy who's assumingly going to be 
the leader of the team this season. They only have one junior on top of that. So one senior, one junior on the entire roster. Everyone else is a freshman or sophomore. Uh, Murky scored 11.3 points per game, 3.6 rebounds, 2.1 assists last season. Uh, Now that Ronnie Harrell, their leading scorer from a year ago, is gone, Murky's kind of the logical choice to step up. Ray Kowalski, a junior junior college transfer, he's the only junior on the team. Uh, I don't really know a whole much about Kowalski's game. I tried to find some stuff online. Uh, pretty, Pretty tough to find. But the fact that he only has two years of eligibility left makes me think he's a guy who they would want to play. That combined with just the youth of their roster and how inexperienced we are. We talked about how many freshmen and sophomores are on the roster. I doubt you're signing a Juco guard unless he is going to, you know, play a legitimate role on your team, whether that's a starter or a sixth man, uh, who knows. But we will we will definitely find out tonight. Uh, sophomore guard Jace Townsend, he's kind of the, the X factor, I think, for this DU Pioneers team in 2019-2020 season. Um, he, I just think he could be in for a really big year. He's really smooth, can create his own shot off the dribble, which is definitely tough to do at this level. Um, he's really dangerous from beyond the arc, has a really smooth looking stroke. <laughs> uh, one shining podcast, uh, RIP one shining podcast from the ringer. Uh, it was one of my favorite college basketball podcasts with, um, Mark Titus and Tate Frazier. It, they would joke about how when you talk about a guy's, you know, release, talking about like, oh, his stroke is so smooth, that sounds kind of erotic. <laughs> and now I kind of laugh every time that I say something like that. So shout out to those guys. Hope they land at a new network soon. Was disappointed to see them leave the ringer. That was definitely one of my favorite and one of my go-to college basketball podcasts. Uh, let's get back on track here, though. Townsend. He's going to be a big part of DU's offense. I think he's going to be their best legitimate scorer this year. Uh, scored in double-digit figures in three of DU's final four regular season games as a freshman last year. Played in 26 games. Got a whole lot of valuable experience. Um, kind of like Kendall Moore and Adam Thistlewood for CSU last year, but after starting a little bit slow, Townsend really just came on strong at the end of last year. I think he's going to continue that this season, and he's a guy that... CSU is really going to need to slow down if he goes off and pops a bunch of threes against you. It could put you just in a difficult position. Uh, The last thing that kind of jumps out to me about the Pioneers is they don't really have a ton of size. Uh, They have a few big guys, but most of them are freshmen. So the the big dudes that they do have are inexperienced. With that in mind, Nico Carvacho should have a really big game today. I think he should go off against this inexperienced, somewhat small Pioneers lineup. This is a chance for him to just kind of assert his dominance as a one of the nation's best big man. I mean, that's what he is. He's a stud, and I think this is going to be a chance for him to prove that he is healthy and can really just contribute offensively. Uh, Didn't do a whole lot in the exhibition. Came out hot in the first couple of minutes and then kind of slowed down, but I think part of that was just how the game was played. I think they were really focusing on ball movement and passing the ball. That should continue to be an emphasis because you need to really work on that throughout non-conference play, but I think there's an opportunity uh, for him to just really exploit a weakness with this uh, small DU Pioneers lineup. So look for Nico to have a big game. That's what I'm saying. A couple other things that I'm kind of interested in tonight. 
how do Adam Thistlewood and Kendall Moore look? They really need to play big roles for this team this year. I think both of these guys are going to end up being starters throughout the year. Uh, Thistlewood has potential to be a, uh, a threat from three. I've talked about in the past, I think he actually has the best-looking jump shot of anyone on the team, and they really just need him to be a contributor, a significant contributor offensively if this team's going to have a chance of finishing higher than they were projected, which I, of course, have said multiple times they will. Uh, Chris Martin, I'm looking for him to uh, come out and be aggressive on the offensive end, look for him to get to the rim and just attack. I mean, he has all the potential in the world. I think watching him uh, just beat a defender in transition, it's a lot of fun. He's the smoothest of anyone on the roster when it comes to you know trying to beat a guy one-on-one, make a move, and then cutting strong to the hoop. He's just really good at getting his layup off. He had a couple opportunities in the exhibition and wasn't able to finish on them, but they were really nice drives. Obviously need to finish. That'll be a point of contention if he continues to miss layups, but I don't expect that to be a problem with him. And I think ultimately, as this season plays out, he will be in a possession uh, position to potentially maybe even earn some all-conference honors. Maybe not first team, but maybe something like all-defensive team or all-second team, something like that. He's just a very talented player, and I think he's in for a big year now in his second season with Nico Medved. Last thing that I'm kind of intrigued about, at least in these early couple of games, is just the the minutes that the freshmen end up playing. They they all played a ton in that exhibition. David Roddy was as expected in the opening minutes. He kind of came out uh, looking like he was running a million miles a minute and kind of just needed to slow down and remember that it's just another game, but he's just going to be so talented. He hit a couple of open jump shots. You can't sleep on him from the perimeter because he has that ability uh, you know, that's just one of the things Medved's raved about is for a big guy, he has such great stu- uh, touch and he's really more of a skill guy than like a, a banger. And that's funny because he has all the, you know, athleticism and football strength in the world. So going to be a lot of fun to watch David Roddy this year. Um, all of these guys, though, Deshaun Thomas looked like he could be a factor offensively. He hit a nice little uh, 12 foot jump shot from the top of the key that impressed me I didn't he it was one of those where he started to shoot and you're like no 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 and then it went in and you're like oh I guess that was a good shot uh if he can do that consistently it'll really just open up the paint because it's the same deal then you know defenders will have to take him seriously and they they can't just let him drift out there with without uh you know going to man up on him so what do those two guys end up doing um Isaiah Stevens actually ended up getting the start in the exhibition. I always want to call him Isaiah Allen and it drives me absolutely nuts. It's Isaiah Stevens and he's from Allen, Texas. And it, it's just like a brain thing. It happens to me, happens to me when I'm writing, happens to me when I'm talking. And so now I always second guess myself when I start to talk about him, but he has been really impressive throughout the last couple of weeks. All the, he's all the rave from the coaching staff. They just talked about how he carries himself like, someone who is much older than a freshman. That's kind of a theme for all of these guys. They're not acting like freshmen. They don't look like freshmen physically. They don't, uh, they certainly don't behave like it. So it's, it's been good. I think there's a lot of potential for all of these guys. Uh, Tanya, he's, he's equally good. 
Uh, that that was terrible analysis, but he's he's a guy who I think is going to play legitimate minutes. At one point, I thought they might try and redshirt him just with how much depth that they have in that backcourt, but I think they're going to play him because, well, quite frankly, he's he's very athletic. He can get to the rim, and he's very explosive, and I just think having someone like him that can come off the bench and really just go on a run, get to the rim a couple times, get you, you know, three buckets and a 90-second spurt, something like that. It just brings a lot of potential to that second unit, and he's a guy who I'm really excited to watch this year. So all these young guys, I think they'll they'll probably redshirt more. It's just he wouldn't play a whole lot, and it seems weird to waste a season of eligibility, but I, I, that's not for sure. I mean, he played in the exhibition, so we will see, but it, it would it, it would surprise me if they don't ultimately redshirt him. So hoops is in the air. Going to be a lot of fun. Got the Duke game coming up this week. I will be there. So excited. Uh, thank you to everyone that has subscribed this week. We still got that competition going where we can win me a year's worth of free beer. I would very much appreciate it if you subscribe. Use the discount code Justin. You'll still get a free t-shirt. You get access to audio stories kick-ass coverage from all of our other beats i mean our nuggets coverage our avs coverage our broncos coverage rockies coverage it is top-notch best in the city honestly it's it's so stellar with everything that they're doing they have written content and, and podcasts and videos and graphics and it's just so amazing our cu coverage is great as well with henry chisholm i know most of you are not interested in that buffs coverage as you are listening to the dnvr rams podcast and I appreciate just everyone. This has been a lot of fun. We're growing the the Twitter community at DNVR Rams. Uh, it's fun to interact with everyone. So continue to do so, please. It's just it's a good time. We're we're building a family thing here. This is about more than just content. It's about creating community and just being you know the number one online community for CSU Ram fans in the world. That's what we want to do. That's what we're trying to build. I think we're getting there. I think we really are. So I thank all of you for supporting us. Thanks for listening. I will be back throughout the week. Uh, Hopefully I'm a little sick right now, uh, fighting through it, but I'm starting to get my voice back and it should be good throughout the week. So shout out to all of you. Have a great week. Watch a lot of college basketball. Watch a lot of college football this weekend. This is one of the great times of the sports calendar where we have hockey Uh, pro hockey college hockey you know pro and college basketball pro and college football just so much great sports going on right now soccer uh, it's just a great time so Scummy like Martin Scarelli, turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. The water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys, like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly like.